0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax. Let the cares and the emotions and the concerns of the day just fall away, just, Lord, we, we appreciate and we're grateful for your love for us, that whatever situation we're in has been crafted for us because you love us. that every hurdle is for our benefit so we can learn how to live as a spirit being so we can learn to receive your love for us. That this is not about punishment or karma, what goes around comes around, or Lord, that that we are learning your character, learning first by receiving your unconditional love. Lord, not only do we want to know you in our head with understanding or in our hearts with experiencing an emotional reaction or by receiving guidance or a supernatural experience, We want to know you in unity by becoming one with you and in you. But we have no idea what that looks like. We have no idea how to get there. But we trust you that we are making progress that we're on the right track, that we're doing good, we're getting there, we're, we're making progress. And Lord, that since you've begun this good work in us, that you have taken the responsibility to finish it yourself. Lord, don't let us miss any opportunity. Heighten our senses. Make us so sensitive to your voice, your presence, your touch, your inner moving. And, Lord, whatever needs to be brought into quietness to accomplish that, we give you permission to put your finger on those things. And we recognize that our spirit has already given you full compliance to do whatever is necessary. And our spirit, who we truly are, is already in full agreement and full knowledge of everything you have planned for us, whether it's good or bad or pleasant or difficult, because it will benefit us. You have already received your glory. You don't need us to accomplish anything. You're not concerned about what anybody thinks about you, including us. So what you are doing in us is for us. And we thank you for that, Lord. We also ask that you do a quick work, Lord. This is why we don't want to miss you. We're willing to put aside those things we need to put aside because we want as much of you in this time here on this earth as possible. We want to enjoy our time here. And we thank you for our time here. And thank you for what you're doing in our lives, in our communities, in our country, and in the world. Give us eyes to see, supernatural eyes, supernatural vision and perception so that we can begin to perceive spiritually and join you in what you're doing. Not because you need us, but because you want us to join with you. And we thank you, Lord. For those that are struggling, Lord, there are those that just need, that need those bur- burdens lifted, And I just speak a lighter burden, a lifting of that burden, a lighter weight, and strength and energy and wisdom to carry on in those situations. And even healing and health and guidance and decision-making, just the courage to make those decisions. I speak life and energy and wisdom and health. And we thank you, Lord, for all you're doing. So again, we're continuing talking about spending night seasons, spending our nighttime with God. And we do get caught off track just because this is a fairly new topic for so many. And we want to make it as practical as possible so it's not there's nothing magic there's nothing special about the night seasons as far as god is concerned god can speak to you as clearly in the daytime as he can at night the nighttime is best for us because think of it there's not much going on we're hopefully not getting all stressed new, renewed stress about what's going on in our daytime it's quiet there's no expectations of anything ne- needing to be done and we can just be available to God That's why it's special. It's not because it's dark or because there's a special time of night, a special bewitching hour or a visitation hour. Now, over time you may find that he does visit you or wake you up at certain times. It's not because it's a special time. It may be because of your sleep patterns. It may be because you take a certain amount of time to get to sleep and then have some good sleep, and then he wakes you up. So you're awake enough to stay up with him. You've had enough sleep. Then you've still got enough time to go back to sleep, get some good sleep, so you're ready for the day. There may be going, things going on that you don't even know about. If you do find he's asking you uh, to get up, waking you up, or you're just waking up on a regular basis at the same time, ask him. God is a person. He wants to talk to you, and he wants you to listen to him. This is the whole concept of having a personal relationship with God. And our relationship with God is closer than with any human being because it is spirit, soul, and body. Now our spirit, again, is done. Your spiritual relationship with God is done. finished. We're working on our soul. And part of the process of working on our soul is bringing our soul into reunion with our spirit. And to do that, we're recognizing that God is changing our soul's habits. He's putting his finger on things that fail Or he's bringing our attention to things as they fail, as they keep our soul from being reunited with God. It's not because he's concerned about what other people think, you know, that if people found out this is the way you really were, it would bring a bad testimony on him. He doesn't care about that. He cares about you. Restoring your oneness, spirit, soul, and body. He is not at all concerned about his reputation. If he wanted to, as we say, fix everything here on this earth, he could do it in a twinkling of an eye. He doesn't need our help And he doesn't need our involvement or understanding or testimony. But what he is doing is us. We, you, I, all of us, we are his purpose on this earth. You are God's purpose on this earth, for this time. He is spending every moment of every hour of every day, every week of every month of every year doing nothing but thinking about you and arranging your circumstances for your good. He not only has all the time in the world, he has all the time in the world to spend on each one of us. And what's important about that is that you don't have to get his attention. You don't have to wait to sense his presence to know that he's there. You don't have to achieve a certain level of a time frame of how long you're waiting for him or your understanding or whatever your script is running that maybe you have to over you think you over, have to overcome a mistake you made or if as soon as you get this under control in your life you can spend time with him, with him. That's not him talking? Because again, his love, his presence, his being your God is unconditional. So when we put those conditions on our relationship, that as soon as we get this done, or as soon as we have time for him, or even the outcome that we're looking for. Oh, that if we do spend time with God, he's going to expect us to do thus and so with it. Think about this. When you spend time with God and he speaks to you, whether you hear him or, or sense his presence, when he's with you, which is always, It's for you. It's not so you can minister, not so you can share. It's because he loves you and he likes you and he wants to be with you and he wants to give everything he has and is to you you personally, you individually. And he has no ulterior motives. Now for a lot of us that's that's hard to comprehend. We have questions about that. You know, a lot of us raised in the church, that's not how God works. We, we get trained by, well, what you get healed in an area, when you overcome in an area, that means you have authority in the area, so that if God heals you in that area, it's so you can go out and heal others. We have a lot of things like that. I won't go through them all, but there's a lot of, lot of lies about God's nature that he has been misrepresented to us. He heals you because he loves you. Period, and a sentence. He is freeing you because he loves you. He is restoring your soul because he loves you. The circumstances you're in are to bring you closer to him because he loves you. That's it. We are developing habits to get to know him Because he loves us. Not even so that we can share them with others or minister to others or that he's going to give us a revelation that's going to change the world. Now that may be your task. Somebody listening right now may change the world. That's no more significant than someone that never even speaks to someone else about knowing god say we're all at a table we're having having a great dinner with god and we're all talking and we're all eating and laughing and he says pass the salt and we pass him the salt and someone else says pass the asparagus and we pass the asparagus Then he speaks to one and says go raise the dead and they go raise the dead and they come back and they take their seat back and we go on with our feast it's all the same Because it's all about God's loving us. Now, you and I have likely not experienced in our soul anywhere near the one millionth of what our spirit is experiencing. Which is why God is so gentle in Restoring our soul. I'm not sure we'd be able to contain, just as that that old wineskin can't contain the new wine. Our soul, separated from our spirit, can't contain the love of God. And he wants us to receive the love of God. Not so we can do something or be something or so he can show off, but because he loves us. So what we're doing here now is we're looking at things we can do, practical things, objective approaches and ideas. That if we do them, we are developing good habits that give our soul steps, habits, ideas, to bring it and make it available to God. You can't change your soul, but you can cooperate with what God is doing. And there may be some of the things we talk about that you find you have a real struggle with, like spending time with God at night or even being able to wait with Him for an extended period of time, that's fine. Everything's fine. Everything is an opportunity to ask the Lord, how am I doing? Is there interference here? And when we are learning about our enemies, guess what He does? Our enemies show up. And he teaches us how to overcome them. And it's not a reflection on how bad we've been or or how good or what a kind of an anointing we have or what our next ministry will be. It's not a reflection on any of that. I know of a, a woman who God told her to learn sign language so she went out and learned sign language and then she started looking for some place to to use it and she couldn't find any place that would hire her or even let her do it for free to to use the sign language and she went back to god and said how come i'm having such a hard time learn finding some place where i can use the sign language he said, I never told you to go find some place to use your sign language. I just told you to learn it. She's like, oh, okay. I want you to think about that. What we're learning is for no other reason than your relationship with God. Letting Him love you. Letting Him in letting your soul fall back into that comfortable relationship with your spirit so that you can receive the love of God, the eternal life of God. So some of the things we're talking about are just merely little habits that we can start to use to help our soul and body to cooperate with God. we Again, talking about at the, seeking the Lord at night. These are just ideas. If the Lord shows you something else, great. And you want to share that with me, contact me or join us on Facebook, at, at the Rainer's Club on Facebook, or on the blog at our website at the Rainer's Club. But we're just looking at things that work for for a lot of people and it's easy don't make things too hard for yourself odds are at some point in time the Lord will do that himself so if, for instance if you, you feel you want to get up make, it, make an appointment for, for God to sit up with God at 2 o'clock in the morning do it for 5 minutes if you can't do it for 20 can't do it for 30 do it for 3 minutes just get up get yourself settled in a chair then go back to bed. Because it's not about what we achieve. It's about being available. Because God's going to be the one doing the changing. God is the one who puts, generates the self-control, the discipline. So there's the simplicity of before you go to bed, just ask the Lord to wake wake you for a visit. Lord, if you want to speak with me tonight, that would be all right with me. I'm available. And Lord, if you do come, make sure you really wake me up. I don't want to miss you. I don't want to wonder if that's you, So so you know where I'm coming from. Really make it obvious that it's you. Now, when that happens and you're not sure, assume it's him. There's no harm in that. Even if it's not, you're going to get up and spend some time with him, even if it's three minutes. Now, you can't stay up late into the night, then go to bed with all the cares and and worries of the day swirling around in your mind, and then expect to be able to stay up with God. And these are some of the ways that he starts putting our life in order. What's the purpose so that we can receive his love? Not so that we can be a testimony or a witness, or we can show everybody else what a disciplined, godly, spiritual life we live, but so we can enjoy him. So start valuing that time with him. Start valuing him, his presence, by taking care of what's going on in the day. If there are stresses in the day, and even set a time. You know, if there are some stresses you need to take care of, some things you have to think through, or... Say you go to bed and you usually have your mind running like so many of us. This is what went on today. This is what I need to deal with tomorrow. And our mind just goes all crazy and our emotions can just go all crazy. A little trick, set a time limit. That I'm going to go ahead and let it do whatever it wants to do until an hour before I go to bed, two hours before I go to bed. And then even before I go to bed, I'm going to sit five minutes Before I go to bed and just make sure that there's nothing else going on in my mind, ask the Lord if there's anything he wants to talk to me about. Lord, if you want to come and wake me tonight, I'm available. Is there anything before then you want to talk to me about? So what have you done then? You've set your mind. You've set your emotions. You've set up your soul to be aware of God's presence if he comes at night. Now, this is real practical. This is something all of us can do. And it's not like it's hard. It's not like it's complex. You don't have to be anointed to pay attention to some of these things. And remember, it's so he can love you. And this is... This is really at the bottom of that illustration of Mary and Martha, that both women had their assigned household tasks. They lived together. They were both, this is Mary's list of chores, and this is Martha's list of chores. But while Martha was listening to Jesus speak in public, Mary was at home doing her work because she knew he was coming for a visit. She wanted to have her work out of the way so that when he came, she could give her undivided attention. This is a secret. This is one of those secrets. Get the things out of your way. Prioritize being available. And one of the things you'll find is a lot of the things you thought were important aren't. A lot of the things that people said to you and hurt you will be far less hurtful because they'll all be put into perspective is you'll be spending some time with God. You'll be receiving His love. You'll be in His presence. And when we start having that expectation of being with God, all these other life crises and even the blah days just fall away because we have something so exciting and fulfilling to look forward to in our lives. And he begins to consume and prioritize and Fulfill every need we have on His terms. So turn, make yourself available, and do it habitually. Now, if you as you do that, don't expect that. Okay, as soon as you do that, okay, angels are going to appear and Jesus is going to appear with a a scroll and give you a, you know, super super duper supernatural experience. He may. But odds are he won't. So then why do we do it? Because we're developing a habit of wanting to know him. We are cooperating with God as he heals and frees our soul to be reunited with our spirit. And we'll pick it up here next week. Again, if you've got any questions, get in touch with me. Visit the Facebook page, therainersclub.org, or the, Fa- the Rainers Club on Facebook, or the blog site, our website at therainersclub.org, or contact me through even Blog Talk Radio. Until next week, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.